Hello and welcome to another Be Your Own Love podcast where we reverse engineer the success of our guests. And today we're going to talk to Tina Powell. She is an In The Suite podcast host, a TEDx speaker, a former NYU professor, and a marketing consultant and CEO of C-Suite Media. We're going to talk today about the future of content marketing, what she sees and how she's reverse engineered it to be successful for her clients. Be Your Own Loud. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kirk. What an honor to be here. I'm so thrilled. I'm so jazzed about today. Really, really excited. It's a great day in the suite today with you guys. <laughs> Love the branding, by the way. You guys are totally crushing it on social, on podcasting. And I just like, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we are so like, our universes are so aligned. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because uh, when we were doing our research, in 2013, I'm just going to jump right in, Kirk. So in 2013, you predicted the rap, I'm quoting you, the rapid adoption of social media and financial services and urged financial advisors to pay attention. It is now 2021. <laughs> Did that ever happen? And tell us about what you have seen that journey look like. I remember being in the conference room. My, I have my uh, wealth management chops. I was a partner in a wealth management firm for, for seven and a half years. And I remember the day that I said, look, this, there's social media. I think that the, I think that the firm needs a Twitter account. And I remember total dead silence. I remember like just wanting to go to the bathroom and just cry because it was like, you know, you kind of got this look, you could feel all the judgment in the room. And it was like, look, this is not going away. And then what happened? The Fed got a Twitter account. The SEC got a Twitter account, right? And then I was like, no, this is not going away. And I created, that's when I created Twitternomics, which was, you know, TD Ameritrade scooped that up. I spoke at the national conference. And what was amazing is that I gave social proof that yes, that all of the all of the gods, all of the financial services gods were on Twitter. It took a, it still took a long time. Everybody is compliance gun shy. I get it. I get it. What I was trying to convey at the time, Matt, was that wait, just because you have like this megaphone, just because you have social doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going on social and you're reinventing the rules. I'm like, I don't understand why you can't just say what you're saying in a newsletter, in a meeting, in a proposal meeting on Twitter. I don't, I don't get it. So I really was urging advisors at the time to just replicate. Just it's a new medium. Forget about all of the other stuff. It's not like it's not the wild, wild west. There are ways to turn things on, turn things off, as you all know. Have advisors come a long way? Yeah, I want to give them credit that they have. All of a sudden, when CNBC started to show Twitter accounts in their guests, then yes, every advisor wanted a Twitter account. I'm curious now, if you were on stage and you, what would the conversation be and how would it be different from, from 2013? podcast. I would say go all in on podcasting. We, we didn't this, plan that. <laughs> you, we didn't, right? We, as a matter of fact, just, just so that the audience knows, I have had no 
I have no questions at all. So this is just this is just shooting from the hip. They have not furnished me with questions. Matt mm -hmm. and Kirk have been like, you know, fixing up like little scientific experiments <laughs> in the background and being like, okay, what are we going to ask Tita? Mm -hmm. Here's what I would say. Okay. And here's one of the things that I hear advisors going like this, right? I can read all of your minds, advisors. Oh, everybody has like a podcast. I shouldn't do it. I'm late to the game. Everybody has a podcast, right? And what I would say to advisors is this. If you opened your business today and you started your business from day one today, would you in a million years say, well, we shouldn't have a website? Right. Every single advisor has a website. What, what, the, what the world's right now with the financial services universe is getting wrong right now is in one word with podcasting, and it is called syndication. We all know syndication through real estate, right? What I would tell you is digital marketing's equivalent of syndication, where you're on one platform for one price, by the way, and I almost feel like I shouldn't be telling this because I'm going to probably spoil it, right? <laughs> <laughs> one platform gets you admission, right? Mm -hmm. In the suite, mm -hmm. we're, we are on 17 platforms. Mm -hmm. I paid one price mm -hmm. to be on 17 platforms. So it is a syndication. Nothing has blanketed the internet like podcasting does. We've never had anybody ask us how, how to syndicate or what that really means. And we don't charge like a lot of money for how simple it is or anything like that. But it really is quite simple. It is as simple as being in one place and host your stuff on one community and then syndicate it, which is a link that you have to set up one time. Now, sometimes certain things don't pick it up and you have to right. fix it, but right. usually it works pretty good. So, but it is, yeah, it is a gateway to every podcast community just like that. Well, and Tina, you're in like 350 plus cities, 20 plus countries. Who are you using to syndicate your podcast? Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Okay. And for yeah, Buzzsprout. And for a listening audience, everyone, right? By by syndication, I mean that I pay one fee mm -hmm. to be on Buzzsprout. Right. And through Buzzsprout, through their mechanism internally, again, everybody can do it, is that I applied to the other platforms, mm -hmm. right? And that's where they made it so there's literally like think of it as APIs, right? You're just like you're, you have this one screen and it's like, okay, API call to Apple, API call to Google. And through that, look, our podcast isn't even a year old. We're launching our 36th episode with Laxi Ramanath uh, this weekend, 505 cities in 32 countries. Ooh. And how do I know that? I know that from the stats that I'm provided. Right. Not because, not because I guess I would never in a million years think that anybody in Africa or in Asia or in Iceland is listening to our podcast, but they are. <laughs> and, and how wonderful is it to have that sort of a reach? Now, I, I want to get a little bit more granular with you here because, you know, saying that having a podcast is, is vital, which of course we support wholeheartedly, but why? What, what is it about this medium? One, so I want, I want you to personalize this. One, what is it about this medium that has helped you and your business? And why do you think that it's so vital for experts like financial services professionals to utilize the medium? Sure. That's a, there's, a, there's a lot there. So I'm going to try to unpack it. And I'll, I'll go back. I'll, 
I'll tell a little bit about that podcast origin story. In 2019, as a marketer, I wrote nothing, nothing, Uh, nothing on my blog. I was just like, I hit a wall for whatever reason. I, I was just sick and tired of writing the articles like seven tips for, you know, to maximize your social media presence and all of that. Right. Like if I wrote another article like that, I was going to barf. (laughs) It's like, if you're a marketer, you have to be able to eat your own content. Otherwise don't put it out. I stopped and I hit a wall and I said, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. And I always look like I looked at people like you, right? You've got a top advisor podcast that you've had for years, right? Looked at Kitsis, looked at Iskowitz, right? And I was like, wow, I really, I love having conversations. I'm a people person. And I said, I want to do this. So I took myself to General Assembly in New York City and I sat myself down in a classroom filled of like misfits. Uh, have you ever seen Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh, yeah. yeah. A breakfast, right? Like, it felt like Welcome Back, Cotter, and like Breakfast Club. And here I am. We're all different ages, all different professions. We look totally different. It's this, like, wonderful collection of people in this room with a hot, she, she's just hot, Jen Glantz, who taught the class, who had a podcast, and still does, by the way. And I hired her to be my coach after that class. And I said, I want to do this. But here's my why. I felt like there were stories about women in the industry that weren't being told. Wow, you know, all the conversations. When I go to conferences, when I go here, I was on TD Advisor panel at, at Fuse at Orion. I'm like, I have the most amazing conference talking. I meet the most amazing people, men included too. Love the guys, right? But I kind of felt like, where are all those stories? If I'm Library of Congress, they're totally absent. And here we are like creating this whole like, this is like going back to the age of the printing press, Mm -hmm. right? I have a master's from NYU. We studied the, the, the dissemination of the printing press and what that did from an academic perspective. Mm And podcasting and anything on the internet is is the same way. But here was my here was also to my benchmark is that if 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 my mother listened, if my mother listened and that she was the only subscriber, that would be okay. Because I was raised in a single parent household and my mother worked for a tax accountant for 13 years and moved us to the most expensive high school in Bergen County so that I could become educated and I could change my life. Sure. And so I had no, like, I was like, I'm just doing this for the love for what's in here. The metrics, they didn't matter, honestly, Matt and Kirk, they really didn't. But here's what happened. As a result, we got busy <laughs> all of a sudden, right? I, and I launched this right before Deborah Fox, you know, we're at Joel Bruckenstein's T3. And then all of a sudden coronavirus like hits a couple months later. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, I, I have this platform. People are freaking out. People are freaking out and want to know what to do. Yeah. Deborah Fox is the first, is the, the first person, the first uh, person I interviewed. Margarita Chang, second person. And then all of a sudden I had to go virtual. I asked Carolyn McClanahan, I said, would you come on the podcast and talk about coronavirus? Sure. What happened? We went from a monthly cadence to a weekly cadence. 
We got so busy that I wound up hiring two computer science interns, one that was a triple major from Vanderbilt to build my workflows in Redtail mm -hmm. and help me to like operationalize this whole entire thing. What did that mean? The best outcome of the podcast by far was giving people hope and jobs during the first six months of coronavirus. I hired Anvitha, I hired Natika, I hired Kevin, I even wound up hiring my own daughter <laughs> who has a full-time job wow. and who also is a, is a coach at, at CrossFit hmm. with a third job because she wanted to be part of it. Wow. That, that is what success meant. Is it a blessing? I thank God that the podcast has the reach that it does and that I get the notes that I do. I'm, I'm so grateful for the women and their stories mm -hmm. and everything, all of the results. And that has been the most amazing things. We have changed lives because of the podcast. We gave hope where there was no hope. Sorry, I get very emotional That's, about that. No, I love your passion. No. It's so freaking awesome. I, I think the reason, I think the reason that, that strikes me that you're having success on your podcast is a couple things. One is that you you know your stuff. You're you're well known in an industry, but I think the biggest thing is that you have such an honesty. You're not afraid to be honest and be yourself yep. and let it all rip, if you will. That's really difficult for some people to understand in this industry, in the financial services. Now, this podcast is for all experts, but there's going to be plenty of experts that we talk to or who are in verticals who don't have, don't have, don't feel like they have the leeway to be themselves. Right. Right. How do you, you do that? Tina? Yeah. Look the right way, say the right yeah. things, not be too bold. But that's that connection. The intimacy of a podcast is is a big part of it. And and you said a while uh, a little while ago that podcasting that people are going to say, oh, everybody has a podcast. N nobody has a podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? We we do this. We talk about this all the time. The amount of podcasts. It, there's been a huge surge since uh, COVID. Right. So we're at about just under 2 million podcasts, but there are 500 million blogs. Yep. Mm. Nobody goes around saying everybody has a blog. I don't hear it. Nope. <laughs> I totally get, I totally get that you get tired of writing because I was there too. Yeah. There's so much intimacy to a podcast. It's just impossible for most people to ever be that good at writing. Just listen to somebody's voice, hear how much they care all these things uh, that's that's it the intimacy is what drives podcasters are going crazy for podcasts right podcast advertising because of this stuff anyway i think those are just some of the reasons that you've you know hit it out of the park early and, and you'll just continue to raise rise it's exciting to see you do that well i have a question for you all because you know matt and kirk like you guys came to the party years ago what mm -hmm. what is it what what is it that you saw that that I didn't that didn't bring me here back then? Ours was a was trying to solve something that I particularly me I was extremely frustrated with in 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 what I do you know running a, a branding and marketing firm agency right is that I I struggle for so many years getting people to produce content on a consistent basis when Matt and I met. He mentioned the idea that he had some broadcasting background. Let's try a podcast. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to put me out of my comfort zone, which was wonderful. <laughs> and then the next thing we realized, immediately I realized this is fun. It's easy. 
it's not overwhelming to prepare for it and do well. Like you have to know your stuff. You do. Or you have to be really inquisitive and be able to extract stuff from somebody else. It's got to be one of those two things. All you have to do is have a list, like an outline. So we, Matt and I, if you see our head shift, it's because we have an outline of what we want to talk to you about. We've got some key points. It, the, the outline makes sure we don't miss anything. But the outline's a heck of a lot easier than writing a full article. I used to get bogged down articles all the time. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, you know, trying to make them perfect. And this is more perfect, even though it's way less perfect. It's so Isn't not that, perfect. That's yeah. the odd thing. <laughs> For me, it was the opportunity to get behind the mic again, Tina, honestly. I mean, when Kirk said, Hey dude, let's 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 do this podcast. I started I started radio when I was 13 and and all I ever wow. wanted to do was to interview people. I'm like my my two heroes in the world are Terry Gross and Phil Donahue. And I you know I look back at and, and I've studied them in, in in depth to try to figure out how to be a better interviewer and I get to talk to people like you. When people say what do you do for a living my my response is I get to interview really, really smart people and learn from them every day. And they're like, mm. well, what does that mean? Do you make a living with that? I'm like, well, yeah, actually I, I do make a living with that. And I feel very, very lucky that I have the opportunity to do that. But brass tacks here, this is time, Tina, right? I know it's it's very easy for you. It's very easy for Kirk and I to, to bust out this content and, and stuff like that. But what do you think are the biggest hurdles that experts need to overcome to accept that the fact that using podcasting or video or, or whatever as their media source to get out there, what is stopping them from taking the leap? What stopped you from taking the leap when you knew podcasting existed 15 years ago fear okay total fear and insecurity okay i i struggle a lot with with confidence right like i appear like oh yes so confident but i can honestly tell you that confidence is something that i struggled with and jen and i worked for four months before i had the courage to turn the mic on okay well i think my my biggest thing is like yeah fear fear of what might happen, fear of like sounding like a cup, like a dope, which on some episodes actually do. And, and I'm okay with that. Right. I, I just, I do whatever I can to prepare to be my best self, but what's holding you back, maybe advisors listening is maybe the same things that were holding me back. The way that I got through it was a, a, a couple of things is that number one, I took inventory of my life and what mattered. Gary Vaynerchuk is really big on this about not caring what people are going to think. Look, people are going to say bad stuff. I, I mean, it, it's like Malcolm Gladwell, right? Total genius. How is it that Malcolm Gladwell doesn't have like 100% likes on his books on Amazon? No idea. Right? Exactly. And it's like, you know, so there's judgment everywhere. And if you take inventory of your life and the people that mattered, and that is, that's my children. That's my family. You know, that's Mark. That's like everybody in my life. And if I was doing it for that reason, not all that mattered at the end of the day, if somebody wants to say, you know what, she's a total, whatever, I'm fine with that. There's just, there's trolls everywhere. Right. So they don't matter in my life. 
The people that matter are my inner circle, my mm -hmm. family, and everybody else can say what they want. That's how you get untethered from this, like the stuff that's holding you back. Uh, I'm going to let's go one level deeper here because, okay, so now I've overcome, I get behind the microphone. How do you talk to your clients? Because people pay you good money for your freaking brain. How do you get people to come up with the confidence of the topics and, and, you know, cause we hear this often. I don't know what to talk about. Well, well, you, we know you do, but how do you help people with that, Tina? Sure. So a great place to start is that what are people naturally asking you client asking you questions about, okay. right? We all have CRM systems with documented workflows. We've got to document com conversations. A lot of people out there right now are using copy talk. Well, gee, that's the start of your script right there. And there's other things. Um, uh, answer the public. I love that site. Put in a couple of keywords in there, and you'll wind up with with preposition phrases for everything. Reddit, you know, go to that. Investopedia. You used to have the Advisor Insights program. Mm -hmm. Just start there. Just be an active listener. And the other thing is that engineer for security and for success. Right. Get your chief compliance officer. Have documented workflows. That's why this stuff took forever. You guys know that you can hire great like CTOs. You talked about outsourcing on your podcast not too long ago, right? Jen Goldman. She'll design an unbelievable workflow for you yeah. to get you unstuck. Call up all these people. They'd be happy to take your call. Samantha Russell, Megan Carpenter, mm -hmm. Marie Swift. Like there's, you need help. I needed help. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys didn't need help, but at least you had each other. Oh my right? God. What are you kidding me? You just named off like all of our freaking heroes and people who not only uh, do we look to for thought leadership. I mean, we've even hired some of those people just because, uh, and, and uh, Jen Goldman specifically out of all of those is a, is a very close personal friend of Kirk and I, we love her so much. She's just, the way her brain works is absolutely fascinating, but, but you're right. We need to just get more and more people to realize that, number one, if you, you, if you outsource to somebody who does this for a living, now this is a shameless plug, but I'm freaking taking it because you just totally teed me up. We've done over 2,000 podcasts, you know, and over 25,000 social media posts. And everything that we built, Tina, was with compliance in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're in financial services, if you're in a heavy regu heavily regulated environment, you have to hire somebody who knows how to navigate those waters. Kirk and I have met with chief compliance officers at freaking Wells Fargo, Mass Mutual, LPL, Ameriprise. I mean, all of these humongous companies, and we feel really confident, Tina, that we can help you get your voice out into the marketplace and rise above the noise, which is my next question for you. You have utilized, obviously, your brilliant ability to speak on stage, the wonderful connections that you have, and you've also integrated all of those things into really how you accelerate your influence as, a, as an entrepreneur and as an owner of an amazing company. How do you rise above the noise? You just talked about it with not listening to the comments and you know having amazing guests, but let's talk about how you view marketing today and content marketing to get the voices away from Wall Street, the corporate crap voices, and get it back to Main Street. What you guys are doing is awesome too, by the, with, you know, giving advisors the tools to, and again, this isn't a plug, this is just real life. Like that's what you guys do. 
the way to kind of bring it, it, it goes along with that kind of the, the circle. You know, I belong to some really great organizations, uh, females in finance. Cheryl Hickerson mm-hmm. is an amazing individual, right? She's got like 3000 people on her platform right now. You get involved with like some of these like micro communities, I think is really, really helpful. And you start to network like that's how look, that's how, I mean, I can trace back so much, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, my friends in real life uh, and, and Twitter. Johnny Sanguist and Liv Gangan. And there's so many people out there. Surround yourself with people who have like, who understand the space, who are willing to help you. And and you guys are awesome individuals. Kirk, and and you, you guys would be willing to help people, Matt, even if they didn't pay you money. Oh, yeah. Originally, right? Like, uh, again, if we're going to have a deeper engagement, yes, but, you know, but here it is. So, you know, surround yourself. I don't know. I try to put myself, I try to put myself in the white, right watering holes with people who are like, like minded, supportive one another, females in finance, New York City fintech women, savvy ladies. I mean, I belong to all of those. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is a great place to like, you know, really, I guess, you know, crowdfund your friends. Sure, sure. You just named off a a whole bunch of other people that we're huge fans of. Three tactics. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. What are three things that that you say, you know what, do this in 2021 and this will be a game changer for your business? I would say the, the first thing to do is really think about what you want to accomplish. Be really certain on that goals. It's going total old school. What is it that you want to accomplish in 2021? Is it top line? Is it related to top line revenue? Is it related to what I call marketing moonshot projects, right? How are you going to get there? You have to identify something different that you're not doing today. In my case, it was podcasting, right? Another marketing moonshot could be operationalizing your systems. Another marketing moonshot can be to hire teams and hire staff and even having an intern. Another marketing moonshot might be your website. Another one might be your podcast. So think about what you want to accomplish. And number two, identify what that thing is to get you there. Because here's the thing that I noticed, and I want to and, and I want to pick your brain as well, Matt and, and Kirk here. A lot of times people come to marketers and they want to design a journey, an online journey, part, you know, online and part physical for things that never even happen. So I'm like, okay, wait, let me get this straight. You want the prospect, you want a client this way. Well, how many clients have happened this way? Oh, none. Oh, none. We had a client that actually that wanted specialized in a, in a field, right? Military planning. Okay. We want military planning clients, right? Great. Love it. Right. That, that, that person deserves it as well. So I'm very honored to be working with that person and for, for what they've done in, in special forces. Why don't we do a word audit of the website? Why don't we do a total brand content audit? Is there anything? Is there even one evidence of the world word military? Not zero. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So do not think that you can engineer an outcome that doesn't that, that you've had no evidence before that that has indeed. First thing is get clear on what you want. Second thing is to identify your your marketing moonshot. And three is to play the long game. Stop. Stop like, what is the ROI on this? And what is the ROI on that? 
And be patient. Be patient. Nothing happens. This podcast, right? I'm talking to you right now. It has been over a year mm-hmm. of work. It's totally self-funded and bootstrapped on my Tina Tina Powell's everything, right? I didn't like on the first day, I didn't go, oh, wow. Those stats really, oh, gosh, I'm never going to be a Matt Halloran or Kirk Lowe. Wow, what the heck am I doing? Oh, my God, what a mistake. Five episodes in, up, oh, wow, this really isn't working. Mm-hmm. It goes back to identify that main goal. What is it that you want and why do you want it? Dear God, we are going to take so many quotes from this, Kirk. <laughs> I had, so Tina, just so you know, yeah, I, I, just, I just had one of our strategic partners text message me. I'm going to tell you what he said. This is okay. so good. He said, send me that snippet from Tina about going all in for podcasts. He just texted me that. So anyway, that's that's so good. Okay, Kirk, you have a couple of things here. I'm going to turn this over to you. Yeah, I was, I've been taking notes. Here, Matt and I, by the way, when we do live stream, when we do any podcast recording, we have a mind map and we, and we sometimes we'll tell the other person in the mind map that you take this question and we write points down as we go. So we're always on the same page, almost always. <laughs> anyway, so just, I just want to go over a couple things that you said. I was taking notes and then you came back and wonderfully summed it up with, what's your vision or what are your moonshots going to be? So here, here's and then the, clarify. Yeah. And then clarify how you're, how you're going to get there. Like what's the marketing that's going to get you there and then take the long-term view, man. Those are perfect for what we tell people all the time. Yeah. So Matt's just got to. Yeah. I just wanted to show everybody uh, the, the, the mind maps. What, yeah. what, how are you, are you using specialized software for that? That's very cool. Uh, it's mindmeister.com. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah mindmeister.com. If you go inside of our community and you watch a little video I did on how we use it, mm-hmm. so the the if you go to the academy, so go proudmouth.com forward slash academy. Okay. Sign up for that. You have to get one of the paid versions. But in the paid version, there's a, I did a little thing and then we actually have a link. Wow. Uh, wow. We started we we're gonna be talking about so many of the 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 tech stack that we use that we actually set up we're setting up affiliate uh, links oh, i love that that reminds me of adam adam holtz another another great human being right on the on the planet yeah yeah we've just recently met him and what he's doing is pretty amazing hey, yeah. did i interview I'm a him huge yet, fan. yeah Pardon did me? i interview adam already no Oh, he's so oh, yeah, smart. Did. Yes, yes. Oh, I did. I was oh, going to say, dude, that guy. You smart. interviewed him before I got introduced. To him. Oh, yeah. He was crazy smart. Like he was oh, yeah. crazy, crazy smart. I had this idea for modern marketing portfolio theory and I put it through Ooh. and I put it to Adam Holt and I was like, I'm stuck here. I need like it was this whole theory of asset allocation and that marketing like podcasting fills in is like part of the asset allocation strategy and that every asset class has like an equivalent in marketing. And he was just great. He gave me the idea. It was right before I presented at SSG conference. He's like, okay, so now you've got to make like your, your portfolios. What is the growth portfolio and what is the value portfolio? And I was like, Adam, you're a genius, right? Again, people who are willing to help you guys, this is just, if you, I think if you take anything away from this conversation is that there's people willing to talk to you and help you to at least get you from like point A to point, maybe like a, 
A plus A to the 10th power. Take advantage of that. That's what I had to do. I was totally fearful. I had no idea what I was doing. None. You know, what's interesting is all the people that we're talking about and then other people that we found, the best guests and the people you want to hang out with are almost always the most generous. They live in abundance. They share. We share pretty much, if not everything that we know about what we do when we feel confident that it's, you know, because we try new things too. But we t- we share everything. You in our in our academy, we teach people how to do everything that we actually do for our clients. Like if you want to do it for yourself, go ahead. And actually, we would be we would call that a success. In fact, we have defined successes, and that is one of them. Another one is sometimes Matt and I end up chatting with somebody, and they're always like, "Why did you spend time with me? I'm not even your ideal client. I'm like y- you are ideal because you care about." moving forward. Right. Like I said, everybody that we're talking about today are people, the more generous you are and the more you want to help people, the more you're going to attract more people to your network. And I find that's something that not enough people take for what it's worth, right? Networking is, is work and being kind and being generous, almost always being generous first. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much because it's like, you know, what's the proper way of networking, right? Instead of asking that question, it's like, hey, how can I give? Instead of what you're going to get, why don't you lead with what you're going to, what you have to give? Universe, like just like your, your karma, your karmic superpower there will bring it all back to you. But again, I, I just, I wake up and we're alive. Like, isn't that something to celebrate? It is something to celebrate. Yeah, our first podcaster has built an army of centers of influence, and every one of those relationships he started with, I'd love for you to be on my podcast. I, I'm, I've been following you. You work with a lot of people that, that I work with. We, we talk the same language. Can you come on and talk about some really boring subject because you're an accountant or a lawyer? But anyway, I'm just messing with you. And guess what? You guys asked And he's killing it. That's awesome. See, he's our most, he, one of our most successful clients. And he just gave, 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 gave for years. Right. Right. Don't you feel like podcasting invites such spontaneity into your life? Like as a, like a, like, and it is, it, you, you just, what you just said there, right? Like other people getting your podcast. Here's the thing that what you're doing there is that Mm -hmm. you're not only creating the platform for yourselves, but then you're giving everybody else the platform to do it. So we're, again, it goes back to the whole dissemination of, of knowledge. I was happy. There are a couple women already on my podcast that because they were on my podcast said, oh, I can do this now. And it's like, absolutely here are my workflows for free. I don't actually want you to become a client. I want you to do this for yourself, but Mm -hmm. I don't need you to become a client to share the information, to just be generous to your points. Right. And that's the key here. There's just a generosity. There's a spirit of sharing right now. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll, I'll throw a question back to you, right? Because while we're on the subject of podcasting and a lot of marketing strategy going audio only, what do you think of Clubhouse? So far, I like it a lot. We need to get better at it. But it's like anything. If you're going to be good at it, you got to dedicate a lot of time and you cannot expect quick results. Yeah. So we're Matt spends a fair amount of time there so he can talk to it more than I can. But I love the idea of it. I He has to you know, yell at me a couple of times. Cause I went on little rants and it's like, you got to keep stuff pretty short there. Cause there's so much turnaround. Yeah. I, uh, I spent far and away too much time on clubhouse. 
And the reason why is because I love this. I love audio as a medium. I just, I learned so much. When you can jump into a room and Gary Vanderchuk will take your question, I'll freaking do that all day long. So Tina, we need to connect on there. I, I didn't know that you were on there. Just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And again, what are advisors saying? You guys, another social network. Yeah. You know, they're saying what, what it was, it goes back to that earlier question with Twitter. Do you need to be on it? Yes, you need to be on it. This is like, this is, like where mainstream like media where people's time and attention is going mm -hmm. and even just to learn what is happening right now with the universe right i got my start back when the internet was the information superhighway it was like <laughs> i remember asking the question what is the information superhighway that people are talking about again the dumb tina right and that's how you learn like yeah. you just throw yourself into the you just throw yourself into the watering hole and you just you keep your mouth shut and you just observe what what what's happening there but audio as is a medium now for communication for marketing to let people know what it is that you do how you serve your thoughts your ideas your values these are the reasons why people want to do business with other people mm -hmm. not because of the technical knowledge but because of who they are as people and whether or not that there's like that alignment that, yeah, I could work with you guys all day long. Like I already knew that yeah. before even coming onto this podcast, because I follow you both on social. I follow your thought leadership. I mm -hmm. listen to your podcast, right? I would be like, bam, it, connection instant. Yeah. Well, it's pretty obvious that everything that you're talking about is, are the very, uh, we're in sync totally. um, in a big way there. I'm going to repeat, um, here that that some of the key points that Tina brought up were for, for going forward, think about what you, what you want to achieve, what success looks like, have an idea of where you want to get to. And I'm going to tie in her last point here. Stop thinking about what you're going to tie, what you're going to do in 90 days. A lot of industries get people to focus on 90 days, mm -hmm. but if you don't have the five year or the 10 year that those 90 days are, are not necessarily going to be the right 90 days, you're not going to be doing the right thing. So figure that out. Second one is figure out the tactics and the things that are going to get you there. Try something new, whether it's podcasting, vlogging, uh, live streaming. I can't believe how much I've enjoyed the live streaming. This is our second time doing it. It really is easy. I can't remember the last time we had to, on a regular podcast where we had to stop because we made mistakes. But I don't feel like I even care if anybody heard the little mistakes we make. Anyway, we did have a couple, we did have an F-bomb last week, or which was, which was I don't remember who it was. And I was so unexpected for me too, but it, but it was really well-timed and used. So yeah, it was totally in, in, my, in context, my, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, being, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. And then the last thing from Tina, and this may be one of the most important things. And one of the things that I see that holds back most good marketing from ever getting a chance to work is, is long-term is focus on long-term. Anybody who thinks that only their only indicator is, I'm trying to quote Mark's, but we don't have much video screen here. <laughs> where, where are we at? That a lead in a 90 day period is the only success metric. You are killing your marketing, absolutely killing. If you're thinking you jump from lead gen, lead gen to, to the next thing, lead generation is dying. And I will go, I will, I will sit on that ledge. I've said it before. It's dying, right? You got to focus on long term. So that's a key point. Think about all the people that we've talked about here today, how generous they are, yes, how much our networks and our worlds are expanding, how much we learn from listening to podcasts and being on a podcast with other people. Mm -hmm. It's and how much more we know about you, Tina, yeah, having hung out with you. <laughs>
it's really difficult to replicate this in any other kind of marketing. It really is. I never thought anybody would want to watch us record a podcast. So this is this is new and fun, but we're getting some wonderful feedback in the chat as we're doing this. I know that our our LinkedIn. I don't know that it's going to light up, but I it's. You know, if you can make a positive difference with a couple of people every time you're doing it. It will light up now. Let's take a screenshot. Cheryl Hickerson said on a LinkedIn comment we talked about the other day about reasons to start podcasting, something like that. She said one of the most important reasons of all was was just to actually do stuff in your work, in your career that you enjoy doing because we don't have enough of that. Nope. That's so true. It really kind of stopped me in my tracks because I, I do say that podcasting is fun. But I've never thought just do it because it's fun and because we don't do enough fun things at work. Yeah, yeah. That's I've never taken that perspective. So I was really grateful for for that contribution. So just another perfect example of social media, being involved, putting the time in. People act like, oh, I don't want to be on LinkedIn or I don't, I'm not going to be on Facebook all day. Well, don't, don't be on Facebook all day. Go in there for half hour in the morning and half hour some other time. You know, pick the ones that you want to be good at. You, you can't be good in at all social media networks because then you wouldn't you, that may be the case but anyway uh, it's been wonderful having you here we're, we're talked about uh, we're talking with tina powell today obviously we had named this the future of social media but we're going to change the title now future uh, of podcasting I don't well, know. <laughs> just the future of 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 yeah of be good at marketing mm-hmm. how or or, or the, change the mindset to be good at marketing what you have to do the benefits of of doing that Anyway, we'll figure something smart out. Can I say one other thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can I just say one other thing? And that is that I I don't think of it as marketing, right? When Mm -hmm. you, when you, when you, you, you need to just adjust the shift in your mind that it's not doing this as a mechanism for marketing. It's just, Hey, it's just like being social, being a good human being, being involved, you know, to your point and to Cheryl's point, right? Like, you know, having fun and just being, uh, not thinking of it in terms of lead generation and just to, does it eventually produce? Yeah, it does eventually produce lead generation. But if you're just lead with, I guess, lead with the heart is, is the most important thing. Do things in marketing, whether or not it's podcasting, whether or not it's a website, whether or not you're writing something, whether or not it's your, it's your crazy egg, like workflow or whatever is there. Right. But if your heart's not in it, nothing's going to work. You could have the best podcast in the world. If your heart's not in it, your audience is going to find out pretty damn quick. It's real. That's a, be in it. That is probably one of the things that is really difficult to achieve outside of being live or, or talking voice to voice, face to face. And that really comes across that conviction, passion, all that stuff. And clearly you've got that in space. You know, you're the energizer bunny yeah, and passion. It's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to so, go ahead and wrap it up. Kirk, are you going to do the closing? Everybody, we're going to try to live stream these all the time. Our new website is problemouth.com. The Be Around Loud podcast, we have two on there, one for the financial service industry. This one is for all experts. So please subscribe to that if you have a chance. Follow us on social media, um, on, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Coming soon to, to Instagram, but we got to make sure we got the resources to do well there. If you get a chance to leave us uh, some feedback on on iTunes or wherever, whatever podcasting community you're, you're listening to us through, that would be wonderful. That's always helpful. Over and out, we're signing off here. Another great day. Thanks, Tina Powell. Thank you. Uh, can you so just tell us? Yeah, we need your web address for your company. Uh, I, I've already put a whole bunch of that in chat, just Did so you that? know. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the things that we're working on right now is we're working on a, the launch of a new website and we're actually separating the the site, the podcast from the regular website. So mm-hmm. watch for inthesweetpodcast.com to come out on April 1st, assuming everything goes, goes as planned. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. And reserve your domain names, guys, right? If you're thinking about a podcast, even mm-hmm. if you're not going to launch for six months from now, I not just want to just deposit that into you right now. Grab that domain now. Perfect. All right, guys. We'll Thank see you later. You so much, you guys. I had a blast with you. Yeah, you're great to hang out with. Thanks Thank so much, Tina. Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. Visit us at Proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and know-how.